You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome, good morning, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host for the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's call-in live radio show, Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. And I'm here for you, here to answer questions, here to talk about anything you want to talk about. I always come somewhat prepared, just in case, because we have a lot of shy people out there. I understand that you're listening, and I know you are, and I'll you know, occasionally get emails from people, so I know that someone's out there paying attention. And yet, to join us live, which is so easy to do, you go on to Pet Life Radio's website. You click on the Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff tab. It looks like a, a new and improved website, by the way. And you just have to follow the links down to You can communicate with us. You can either type in a message or you will see a Google Hangout link. You click on the link. You sit in front of your computer. Hopefully, that camera's there. And we can talk live to each other. I can take a look at that that ugly ear you've been worried about or that growth coming up on the skin you're concerned about. And we can talk about some of the options, some of the things you can do, and kind of what my hunch is. I, I have a lot of hunches. So um, that's easy. But you can also do it good old-fashioned way. Send us, um, send me an email to drjeff at petliferadio.com. It will be forwarded to me. Or give us a call, 877-385-8882. Once again, the number, write it down, 877-385-8882. And you can catch us here live as well. I want to thank our sponsors from Kong Veterinary Products to ProSense Pet Products to Save This Life Microchip. And hopefully we're going to get a couple of new ones here. Um, I've been working on them. I just came back from the Super Zoo uh, out in Las Vegas. That's the probably the second largest pet industry trade show. Really fun. A lot of new stuff out there. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But anyway, that's the ways you can get a hold of us. And I want to thank our sponsors because without them, we wouldn't be here. So anyway, just in the news, in the news, and I some of the stuff is kind of fun. Some of the stuff is, is uh, serious stuff. For example, the major, major new products out there, uh, especially with flea products, flea and tick. According to many parts of the country, reports coming in, fleas are on the rise. It's almost like they're cyclical. The last couple of years, I think we've seen a bit of a reduction, chalking it up to the really fantastic medications out there, like you know Brevecto and like Comfortis. Oh, and by the way, well, we'll talk about that in a second. I have to say, Dr. Google is getting the best of you all. And um, when I hear some of these reports, people say, oh, no, no, doctor, I can't do that because, oh, I went online. And, oh, you know that 17,000 dogs died already? Oh, my God, that's a crock of you-know-what, of dog poop. No, this is so untrue. I, know, I will tell you a story in a minute about one of the, you know, the big players in the market, a product that I really like a lot called Trifexis. And, oh, I'm hearing about NextGuard now. I mean, you name it, there's some bad stories. And you just can't live your life in this kind of fear because these are the, the cases that happen one in a gazillion. And I uh, get so blown out of proportion. And I will, well, we'll talk about that in a sec. Anyway, fleas are on the rise. See your veterinarian. Make sure your pets are well protected. And we, you know, we might see, and I see it with fipronil, one of the active ingredients of one of the major players on the market, that we are seeing what my expert friend, Dr. Mike Dryden, over at K-State University might call the R word. And the R word in the flea and insecticide world is resistance. And we are starting to see some resistance, which, which goes, of course, we're going to see resistance because as we know, evolutionarily, 
Our insects are really amazing. They would not have survived as long as they have without the ability to develop resistance. And developing resistance, we wouldn't have an, an insecticide market like we do with the advancements and the new products hitting the market that are each one claiming to be more effective and safer than the next. If they were all gone, we wouldn't need them. But we do need them. Why? Because of resistance. So that is testing these in controlled conditions with these active ingredients, and they are still living through them. So that's, that's a bit of a concern. Another study, another report came out this time of year. We know the heat. I, you know, as I said, I just got back from Las Vegas, where it was on, on the cool evenings, it was 104 degrees. During the day, hitting, you know, triple, like triple digits, but, but 110, 112. In Death Valley one day last week, it was 116. So it's pretty hot out there. Almost too hot for the fleas, but with the monsoons coming in from Arizona, they had some rain, which increased the moisture. Now, you know, you're going to laugh when I say this, but they were talking about how there was an increase in moisture in Vegas when I was there. The segment for CBS News, a segment for ABC News. So I'm, I'm listening. I'm always, you know, they always have the weather a couple of times during a news show. So I'm listening to this weather thing. And, and, and anyway, I had to, that they were complaining about their humidity. Why? Because it was approaching 20%. When you're living someplace in the southeast and you're dealing with eighty percent humidity, you're saying twenty percent. What are you What are you complaining about? But for them, they are they are seeing more little buggers. So when you want to try to cool your pet down and you want to give them something cool to eat, you just got to be careful because a lot of a lot of people will say, "Oh my God, let's give him a bite of our ice cream." Now, is ice cream poison? No. However, dogs as they mature, when they become adults, even cats to a degree, become somewhat lactose intolerant. So between the lactose, which is the milk protein and the milk sugars and the fat content, these dogs can get diarrhea, even pancreatitis. So, I mean, though your intentions were good, look for products that are made specifically for dogs. And there are many out there. They're really good. Uh, So you can um, give them the opportunity to have some ice cream as you want to have. Oh, this is a Wilbur. Wilbur was a yellow Labrador that tried to clear a fence. And he was a pretty good leaper. But as he landed and impaled himself on the fence, he was stuck. Firefighters had to come out. They were able to lift him off of the pickets, whatever that he impaled himself with, got him to a veterinarian, and is saved. And when I read this story, it immediately bring back a story that happened to me. Oh, God. Uh, I started practicing in 1984. So this happened in 1984. It was one of my first weekend emergencies that I had to actually go in on. And this cat jumped off of a window, out of a window, which it had done a lot. It wasn't that even that high. And yet they had a white picket fence was after this cat was impaled on it. I mean, really badly in the abdomen. It was a mess. So I get a call from my young associate who's in a panic. She's in a panic because she's a brand new graduate as well and had no experience with this and was really nervous what to do, what to do. So I went in. And we sewed this kitty up. We had to open up. We had to sew intestines. We had to remove some intestine that was impaled. Fortunately, the liver, the spleen, et cetera, was not uh, affected. And um, the kitty ended up doing really well. So um, I kind of had to chuckle when I read that because I've been there, been there, done that with that same, same injury. A study out of UC Davis, which my alma mater just happens to be rated the number one school, not only in the country, but this year, U.S. News and World Report rated UC Davis the number one school in the world for veterinary medicine. That is uh, not that I really had much choice because 
back in the day, 35, 35 years ago, when I'm 36 years ago, when I'm applying to veterinary school, if you were coming from a state that had its own school, and I coming from California had UC Davis, you could only apply to that state school, i.e. no other states that had veterinary schools would accept a student coming from a state that had its own vet school. Now that's changed over the years. And now these kids are can apply to 20 schools if they want. But back then is you had one school to apply to if you had one in your state. So I really didn't have much choice, but I did get to go to Davis anyway. And uh, it was a phenomenal experience. Anyway, they were doing a study, sort of epidemiological study that we I shouldn't say we because it's not us. I know it's not you out there because we are you know, not huge fans of these breeders. However, I like breeders that breed for good quality. And unfortunately, some of these breeders are out there trying to choose certain traits, physical traits that they think is going to make the dog more attractive. And yet it hampers them. It hinders something about them. For example, the Himalayan cat, the Persian cat, they want that little pushed in face and they're breeding for more of a pushed in face. But guess what? Everybody with that pushed in face, we end up with major issues with breathing, with respiratory disease, et cetera. Well, no different in the English bulldog. And the study showed that by breeding certain ways to achieve that look, that underbite, the folds in the face, the wrinkles, all that good stuff, the snorting, the who knows what, it, what they're trying to achieve, but they've created some immunosuppression, which has been recognized. Well, now they're trying to actually turn that a little bit by breeding really robust animals that seem to have really good immune systems and seeing if they can breed that back into the breed. And guess what? You can't. They have been unsuccessful in trying to breed robust to robust and end up eliminating some of this immunosuppression that they've created for breeding the way they've bred in the past. And that's pretty scary. So, you know, be happy with what you have. As I said, be careful what you wish for because you've created somewhat of a monster by breeding uh, those ways. And, you know, typically, as many of you know, or I've talked about before, uh, I do a fair amount of plastic surgery in practice, and we are not doing plastic surgery to achieve form. In fact, we're willing in our plastic surgery for dogs and cats and animals is we're willing to sacrifice form to achieve a better function. And yet what they, this happened is a perfect example of the opposite. They were breeding for a certain form and willing to give up function. And we've created some really, really lousy pets out there. And uh, one thing I found very interesting also is that the typical staph infection and people call staph aureus. 2,700 years ago, they've shown it was passed to monkeys, green monkeys. And they've done studies as early as seven years, recently seven years ago, and it's still happening. So it shows up how our systems are very, very similar in that, you know, typically once an organism adapts itself to a certain species, it usually doesn't affect other species. Now, sometimes there's cross overlap. We call that zoonotic diseases that can. But this Staph aureus, the bacterium, actually has gone from humans to monkeys, which I found interesting. Anyway, we're ready for break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Super Zoo. We're going to talk about some really cool stuff out there, some stuff that I've seen, some warnings. And we're also mentioning a little bit about this whole thing with the internet reviews, as I call them, Dr. Google and how you should really, really read these with a grain of salt. Speak to your veterinarians out there, because a lot of this stuff is so blown out of proportion, it makes me nuts. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. 
It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com I'm home. My hair looks cute. Now what? Bringing home a puppy or new dog is exciting, and he's depending on you to keep him in good health. Dogs need special care to keep them healthy as they grow throughout their entire life. Caring for their health is critical in all stages. With ProSense, it's simple and convenient to give your dog the care it needs with effective and quality products that treat, prevent, and provide essential daily vitamins and minerals. ProSense products are veterinary formulated and recommended to ensure the very best for your pet. Try ProSense today. Your dog will thank you for it. Pets love life. Love them back with ProSense. Looking for the best advice on pet health, safety, and travel? Connect with the Pet Lady. Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady, will surely be in a city near you real soon. She will be spreading the good news for pets and pet lovers from tips on dog and cat care, pet industry trends, and the best events for you and your four-legged family members. Need a great gift idea or insights on the hottest pet gadgets? Simply follow the Pet Lady on Twitter at Pet Lady World. You can also learn more at the Pet Lady at thepetlady.net. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. And welcome back, everybody. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber, your host here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jerry Pepp. And before the break, we mentioned a couple of things. I want to start talking briefly about Dr. Google. As I say about the internet, is it's a wonderful source of information. It really is. However, it's also an, a huge source of misinformation. So you got to be very, very, very careful with what you read, who the source, what the sources are, etc. Think of it this way. If you've ever seen a commercial for any of these major new drugs for people, uh, things like for psoriasis and for the emotional disorders and OCD and, and anxiety, et cetera. So they, they, they show all these wonderful scenes of a, you know, one or two people with their family and at the park and playing and playing with their grandchildren. And you say, oh, how cute is that? And then at the very end, that voice comes on and reads a list for about the last two minutes, basically saying, when you take this, you could die. So uh, let us know if you die. I mean, it's crazy. And they have to do that. Because even though in, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. There's a great drug out there we call Dextomator. It's a type of anesthetic. It's a twilight type anesthetic. You can actually use it for minor procedures with some added with some pain medication. And I use it. And of course, as fate would have dogs, this stuff was out there. I really wasn't using it that much. My associates loved it. And it was the perfect scenario. I needed something very quick, not invasive, but I needed the dog calm, something with the ears. So I said, you know what, for this kind of thing, this, this would be perfect. Give them the injection. And within, I would say, seconds, not, not even a full minute, this dog turns white as a ghost, vomits. And I mean, long story short, a terrible reaction. We reversed it immediately uh, with the, uh, the reversal agent called antecedent. And yet 
this dog died. So I am devastated, and I'm devastated because it was my, not only was I devastated, period, but of course made it worse, it was my friend's dog. So now I'm going online and reading up, and one in 50,000 cases, one in 50,000, right, had a severe anaphylactic reaction. The lungs fill up with fluid. I mean, it was exactly what happened to this dog. Now, of course, I was panicked. So for the next year, probably I didn't use it. And now for the last five or six, seven years, I've been using it. And this stuff is fantastic. You can't live your life. If that were the case, you wouldn't drive in a car. You wouldn't cross the street. As they say, poo-poo happens. And you can't predict it. You don't know. But to not use something that's great, because you hear of the one or two stories of a bad is insane. And what happens with Dr. Google, the battery, I'll give you a perfect example, a drug out there that I used. There were reports that came out on two dogs that died after the trifexis. And it was obviously the company, Elenco Lilly, wanted to look into this. What happened? These two dogs, I think they were siblings, as a matter of fact, and they took them each to two separate veterinary colleges for pathology, okay, for an autopsy, if you will. University of Florida, University of Georgia, they're near each other. This happened in the Southeast. It was perfect. Both reports, independently, they had no idea what each other had thought, what their conclusions were, and both came back. These dogs had a a weird cardiac anomaly. It made sense because they were from the same litter, and that was the answer. The report then was sent to the news station that was doing the report. They heard about this. They were going to do the report on these dogs. The newscaster, the reporter, knew he went on air, that it had nothing to do with the trifexis. But guess what? He wanted to sensationalize, and he sensationalized the story so that they read the story anyway, reported the story about that these dogs died because of trifexis, when by this point he knew it didn't. He wanted to get ratings, which I think is pretty disgusting, by the way. Anyway, so there you have it. This had nothing to do with it. But can you imagine how the internet picked up on this story? So now you're reading hundreds and hundreds of stories. And we've seen it with Rimadyl, right? When we didn't really know how to use it properly. We've seen almost any drug. I mean, my dad, fortunately, he made it through, had an anaphylactic reaction. The penicillin, he had been taking penicillin for 20 years. And he had an anaphylactic reaction. People that, that eat shellfish or, or, or get stung by a bee. So, so you can't, the, the reporting, you got to read with a grain of salt what you read in Dr. Google. Much of this stuff is sensationalized. It's overblown. It's inaccurate. And you don't fear some of these really, really good products out there because of these very, very few cases. And they're not even sure it happened. So just keep that in mind. Don't get sucked in. All right. Super Zoo. Super Zoo um, was really amazing. I was really shocked because I go to the Global Pet Expo every year because my ProSense, the product that I work with, is there. And uh, I was invited to come to the ABC and the CBS affiliates. And uh, by the way, we'll post those links here on Pet Life Radio. Uh, we'll have Mark do that for you. Anyway, many themes. First of all, one of the big themes I saw in the pet food industry is organic, gluten-free, and just FYI. And I'm not saying don't, if you, if you feel good about this, don't use it, however, as a criteria to change foods when it comes to your pets. Why? Because, first of all, no one's proven gluten allergies in dogs. Couldn't some dogs be allergic to wheat as a grain? Yes. Gluten or is it the wheat? Who knows? But again, check with your veterinarian. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you're feeding a dog something that they like, they have good stool, they have energy, et cetera, et cetera, my recommendation would be leave it. Don't switch because there are always problems with switching. You got to do it carefully. You got to do it slowly. And for what? So you can spend more money. And remember, there are veterinarians out there, your own, I'm sure, that have opinions. 
and have a little scientific knowledge behind them. And what you don't want to do is listen to that 18-year-old high school senior who's got a part-time job at a pet store, and all of a sudden, he's become the expert and is going to tell you all about the foods you should be feeding your dog. Guess what, guys? I don't buy it. So just I'm not saying they're bad. Of course, they're not bad. But there's a lot of good ones out there. But just proceed with caution would be my recommendation. More expensive. Some of these foods that have been out there as long as they have would not still be there if they were bad. Because trust me, word would get out that they were bad and they wouldn't be selling. And, and another thing is, let's face it, whether you like it or not, I'm sure many of you have to search your wallet or your pocketbook or your bank accounts when you make a purchase. That beautiful sweater you see at the department store and your turnover and the price tag is 1800 bucks. you're probably, it's not so pretty anymore. Ah, if it was 150 bucks, ah, maybe I can swing it, okay? Well, pet food's the same thing. Don't think just because it's more expensive, it's better. And for those of you, even if it was better, look, there are a lot of better cars out there that I'm sure that are better than the car you drive right now, but you don't drive it. Why? Because you can't afford it. Nothing wrong with that. The key is to find something that fits your price range, fits the convenience, and your pet seems to like it and does well. So keep that in mind. Another thing I saw that was really cool, I have a problem with my cats. I have a lot of cats. So I have six. And um, even though I have one of those kind of really high litter boxes that, 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 that you know, the walls are really high, are I think they could be in the Cat Olympics because they're so acrobatic that they seem to be able to urinate about 20 feet higher than the box. It blows my mind. And they go into the box, not like they're spraying, but they kind of miss it a little bit because they're peeing very high. Anyway, this is a really, really cool box. First of all, it is all one piece. There are no seams. So nothing to get stuck in the seams, even litter. And, and, and it's, it's, it's a very, very hard poly-something type of plastic that non-absorbable. So even the litter and the pee can sit there. It, just, it does not absorb into the plastic. It's really cool. And it's got a lid, which is optional because some cats don't like to go into dark spaces to, to eliminate. And uh, really cool design. And I thought they were really, really cool. So uh, anyway, I got one, actually. So I will report back to you and let you know how it works. I think they were so great that I took their pamphlets and I'm going to have people be able to you know, buy them. Not from me. I don't want to sit there and stock glitters. I'm not a pet shop. But if they really want something cool that is decorative, comes in you know, different colors, I thought I was very impressed. Another thing I was really impressed about was this. It's a cat litter. Now, again, that's another thing. You're going to see, you walk on the show, there are clothing and there are, there are so many innovative things. One is the really, really great collar that lights up and you can either have it as a light that stays on or as a flashing light. You know, here we are telling people, especially in the summer, walk your dogs early, early in the morning, late, late at night where the visibility isn't so great. So it's a collar that will actually flash, it's, it's a, but it's the entire collar. It's not just like a little beads on it. They also have, which I thought was really amazing, it's like a lightweight parka that has lights on it as well for you that will either stay on or flash. So at night, you'll become more visible. It's got a special pocket for your poop bags. Pull them like, you know, the same way they would. You could pull like a tissue right out of your, uh, out of your pocket. Has a little clip for your leash. I mean, very innovative, very cool. Now, one of the things that I liked a lot, and I'm, I'm going to get it, I'll report back to you as well. It's a litter, Garfield, and the company, a Brazilian company, and they thought that, you know, it would be because Garfield and cats go together, you'd think, oh my God, maybe they'll be more inclined to buy it. But what impressed me was the following. It's made 100% out of corn and some sort of root. It sounded like he said cassava. It's a root, 100% natural. They have two or three different grades of, of, of how fine they created one of which the one that that is so amazing it's almost like pure sugar granulated sugar it's that fine but it's a hundred percent flushable because there's nothing in it it doesn't expand but it clumps really well and it's dust free and 
I find that very impressive. But there are literally, you can spend two days there and still probably not see every booth. And the categories are you know, always pretty much the same, doing really amazing wooden handmade enclosures for your pets. So you don't have to have that ugly carrier or that steel or the cat box or, or dog crate. They're making them look like a real piece of furniture. And oh God, toys, unbelievable pet toys. So uh, it was a lot of fun. You realize how huge this pet industry is. It is just tremendous. It's a billion dollar industry. And, and you can see why. And I think, which is good for me, good for you, is there a lot of great stuff out there. Care is on the rise. Pet product sales are on the rise. So I think we're bouncing back, which is good because that means a really good life for our pets. Anyway, time is up. Thanks for joining me here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, ProSense, Save This Life, Elenco Lilly, hopefully soon Merck um, with Provecto, another uh, product that I like a lot. And of course, Kong Veterinary Products. Kong was there as well uh, with some, uh, always with some really super innovative products that are really good for the, the medical and pet side. It's not just cutie tootsie. Uh, they serve really, really amazing functions to keep your pets healthy and happy. So we'll see you here next week on Pet Life Radio's Ask Pets with Dr. Jeff. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.